This episode is sponsored by Realtor.com, who wants you to take advantage of your free profile on Realtor.com. By claiming and completing your free profile, adding a photo, and all of the information that puts you head and shoulders above the competition, you're on your way to receiving free leads, helping search engines find you, and staying top of mind with past clients. To learn more about claiming your free profile, go to realtor.com forward slash profile. Welcome to the Real View podcast, where Ohio realtors connect you to innovators and influencers, keeping you with the real view of real estate. Whether you're a broker, agent, first time home buyer, industry leader, or just happen to stumble upon our podcast today, you can expect to hear tips, tools, tricks, interesting information, and so much more from the experts in Ohio's real estate game. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Real View Podcast. I am your host, Allison. Joining me today is my special guest, Sean Smith. He is the Executive Director of the Ohio Housing Finance Agency. We're super excited to have him onto the show today. He's going to dive into a little bit of his world, what he does, what the finance agency does, and how we can work together and partner to bring affordable housing to residents of Ohio. So, Sean, welcome onto the show. We're super excited to have you. Oh, thank you so much. And I'm so excited to be here, Allison, uh, with you and with all of your listeners. Yeah, appreciate appreciate you taking time um, out of your day. And we have a jam-packed um, agenda. So I'm really excited <laughs> to dive into this and, and hear more about all the great work you guys do at the finance agency. But before we get started on that, I kind of want to hear a little bit um, about you, Sean. Tell us a little bit about what you do, how you got you know, involved in the, in the world of housing, and a little bit of your background and what you do at OFA. Sure. So uh, again, my name is Sean Smith. I'm the executive director here at the Ohio Housing Finance Agency, otherwise known as OFA, OFA for short. I'm the executive director here. I've been here uh, about four years. Uh, three of those have been as executive director. And I uh, am partnered with a, a group of wonderful staff who whose focus is housing. We're a state agency and we're a state agency charged with supporting the development and rehabilitation of low to moderate income uh, rental housing across the state. And then we also help individuals purchase a home through our down payment assistance and loan programs. OFA has helped just tens of thousands of families achieve the dream of home ownership. Since 1983, we've provided more than $11 billion in affordable mortgage loans to more than 150,000 Ohioans. Very proud of that. That's really powerful. And it just makes so much sense, you know, that that we are partnering with you all on this because, you know, so much of what we both do, we have the same mission, you know, and that's getting Ohioans into housing that they can afford and that they can use to build, you know, that generational wealth, which is which is just so important. Um, would you mind maybe providing just an overview of OFA and, you know, kind of maybe some of the programs that you guys have, like specifically when it comes to affordable housing? I know you mentioned, you know, some of the mortgage work and stuff like that um, that you do, but kind of anything else, any other um, programs and ways that you all help families find um, affordable housing? Absolutely. And and you mentioned partnerships and we thrive on partnerships. There's <laughs> there's nothing we can achieve on our own. We value the partnerships we have across the entire state of Ohio and the realtor community is a- absolutely one of those strong partnerships that we value. So we've got basically two sides to the house here at OFA. We've got our rental side and then we've got our mortgage side. So the rental side, 
we administer the low-income housing tax credit, which is funnels through from the IRS through to us. We administer that on behalf of the state of Ohio. In essence, those tax credits are used to build low and moderate income rental housing units across the state. We have a program we put out every year, uh, different grants, different uh, loan platforms to pair with those those LIHTC credits to produce those housing units. So that's that's one side. The other side is our mortgage side, which you guys are obviously a little more interested in. We've got a number of different mortgage products. The most popular of those is our 5%, it's called Your Choice Down Payment Assistance. And that provides 5% of the purchase price towards the down payment and closing costs of a home. Now to receive that, the, the buyer must remain in the home for seven years, but we just implemented a refinance program for that. So while we're in the environment of a little you know, higher uh, interest rates today, folks who are entering the home market today uh, can then refinance back with us in the future. So even though they are locked in at seven years under that program, we hopefully can get them a little better positioned in the future with, with better interest rates on that. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, we we knew we actually we were a little lucky because we got the the program set up right as the interest rates were starting to climb. So we're the program's in place now when they hopefully soon <laughs> start to turn around and come back down for us. But we also have a first time home buyer mortgage tax credit program. So that helps put money back into the buyer's pocket over the life of the loan. Homeowners can save up to two thousand per year off of their federal income taxes under that program. We have what's called the Ohio Heroes Program, and that's uh, favorable interest rate discounts to those that work in critical occupations like active duty military members, uh, police officers, firefighters, reserve military, EMTs, you know, those kind of folks, physicians, nurse practitioners, nurses, teachers. And so for those folks who are in those service type industries helping the public, we have favorable interest rates for them. And then finally, we have what's called a grants for grads program, and that provides 5% of the purchase price towards down payment and closing costs, similar to our DPA program. And that one's specifically for recent college graduates who have graduated within the last 48 months. They don't have to pay back the grant if they stay in the home, uh, as long as they stay within Ohio for the first five years. And home buyers are also able to refinance with that grants for grads as well. So that's the mortgage assistance side. Uh, we do require folks who do take out a mortgage through us, one of our programs, to also undertake home buyer education courses. You know, we want to make sure folks are positioned for long-term success. They understand how to budget for home ownership. They understand the long-term maintenance costs associated with you know home ownership. So. That is for free, but we do require that to make sure that folks have the best chance for success in their homeownership experience. That's great. So many different options, you know, out there for so many different groups of people, which is which is really cool and interesting to hear about. If you fall into one of those categories and you're maybe looking into this or they think, you know, something like what you guys offer might be might be right for them. Um, how does that process work? Getting a hold of you guys, getting in touch, finding out more information about some of these programs. What is that process like? We have a website, which is generally the, the best way to find information these days. It's myohiohome.org. And we've got all our different products on there. We've got the different you know income li limits. We've got the different purchase price limits because they do vary across the state, depending upon what county and what region of the state you're in. We've got that information on there. We've got information about our uh, home buyer education program, the different loan platforms we have. And what I failed to mention 
And you know, our last question there is the next home program. So if you're not a first-time home buyer, you still can take out a mortgage through OFA. We've got other programs within that as well. So it's not only first-time home buyers. But uh, for folks that are interested, if you can go to our website, you know, we do try and get the word out as much as possible with the realtor community. So as individuals are looking for a home, realtors can let them know about the different options. An individual on our staff is a realtor. His name's John Dewey. He does training all over the state. I'm sure a lot of folks have run into him. And then we've got lenders across the state of Ohio as well. So so hopefully, you know, individuals who are looking for a home, who are looking for some of our products can partner with one of those lenders and participate in one of our programs. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's a great opportunity for our realtors, you know, and I know you didn't mean to mention realtors, but it is, there's such a great opportunity there, you know, for our realtors to be, you know, advocates in promoting your program and, you know, helping our clients just remove any of those barriers that may exist right now. Would you say there's any other ways that realtors can be really good champions and advocates and partners with you all? Is there anything from your side of things that, you know, you would recommend realtors to do or that you would like to see more of? Yeah, I remember when I bought my first home, my wife and I, and and you really form that kind of trust relationship with your realtor. You're you're going around, you're seeing different properties, or at least you did back then. Now it's a little bit quicker <laughs> purchase today than it was back in my day. But there's certainly a level of trust that is formed. There's a bond that's formed with your realtor, and it's so important that we make sure that we're communicating to your listeners in the realtor community, uh, you know, about our program. So if somebody is having a little bit of difficulty figuring out how they're going to afford a home you know, maybe they're in a little bit lower income bracket, that you guys are able to communicate that to them, that they have these options, that they have these resources available. We also do, uh, you know, trying to be good partners with with the realtor community. We also do uh, continuing education courses. Uh, John Dewey, the individual I mentioned earlier, he gets out, uh, he's trying, his goal is to hit every county of the, the state this year. And, uh, you know, that obviously helps with the uh, the technology that's out there today. But we do uh, continuing education, trying to be good partners on our end to to your uh, members as well. Yeah, I know that's a, always a big thing is those those CE courses. So yeah, if you guys are listening and you need your your CE credits, go go check it out. Um, just another way that we could all work together to make home ownership possible. What is the state, the current state of housing, you know, in Ohio? And we touched on a few different, you know, factors that's impacting, you know, the market now, higher mortgage rates, you know, some of some of the stuff like that. But what are you seeing um, and where does the current uh, state of housing in Ohio stand, especially when it comes to the affordable housing side and the stuff that, you know, you all work on? I'm sure you guys are well aware of, of what I'll communicate here, but it's, you know, especially within the affordable realm, there's low inventory. It's very difficult to try and get out and make, you know, a timely offer, especially if you want to take your time, take a look at the property and, and get your bid in so quickly. So inventory is an issue. Obviously, you know, increased sale prices make it very difficult for the the community that we serve, those low and moderate income individuals, anywhere from you know, 60% of the area median income up to 120% of the area median income and probably a little higher, but interest rates are difficult and and not just interest rates, but but the interest rates compounded with everything else going on in the economy, right? So whereas, you know, if everything else was normal, you still may be able to afford a 7% interest rate. However, with groceries, utilities, gasoline, everything else, it's like this perfect storm of costs that with those increased interest rates, it just makes it very difficult to balance 
all of your your life's expenditures and still get into home ownership. Um, and that's where hopefully the the down payment assistance we offer, the the little better positioned interest rates, um, may be enough to help get that individual over that over the edge there and, and get into home ownership. Because, like you mentioned earlier, Allison, it's you know it's the best way to build personal wealth and generational wealth. Home ownership is is the easiest way for for an individual to to get down that road and start getting better positioned. Yeah, no, absolutely. No, it is just such of the perfect storm. And also, too, I think we got so spoiled by COVID. You know, those rates were so low that we almost think 7% is like crazy, you know, and it's really not right because we just got so spoiled, you know, during the pandemic with those rates as low as they are. And I know so many people that I know refinance their homes and now have those low rates. And, you know, it, it was great back then, but it's kind of like a shock because we got used to those low numbers. And now that they're like, quote unquote, normal again, <laughs> it's like we're, we're it's a shock to the system, you know, which I think is always good to put into perspective, too, is like these rates are really aren't that crazy. We just got really spoiled during COVID. <laughs> well, yeah. And, and I mean, it was, you know, there's an entire generation of folks who didn't see high interest rates. You know, they were down in the threes and the fours forever. And now that they're starting to creep back up, you hear folks, you know, oh, in my day, we, you know, we had double digit interest rates and yeah. you stood in a line to get good interest rates and they went around the corner. So yeah, it's, it's definitely, it's, it's a culture shock, I think, for a lot of folks who have never experienced uh, anything, you know, and again, it's all relative, you know, we're about six, seven right now, but uh, definitely could be a lot worse. And hopefully we, we make the turn and and start to go the other direction. But. Yeah, I think I think we hope so too. I think I saw the past few weeks they have been going down, which has been a good sign. And then home prices too. What are you expecting for home prices? Are you thinking that we're going to see maybe some of that start to decline or, uh, you know, are those going to stay relatively high compared to where they've been in the past? Or what do you think about the future of home prices? You know, it's difficult, especially here in Ohio. We've got we've got some wonderful things going on with with economic development. You know, Intel's the big one that's out in the news, where uh, we're bringing a lot of jobs, a lot of folks into the state. Uh, but we've got to house those individuals. So certainly, I don't think demand's going to to go anywhere, uh, especially with all of that wonderful economic development that's go going on. You know, along with that, you've got the whole uh, storyline about institutional investors buying up housing stock. Uh, I know the legislature's uh, taken a, a, a crack at that. There's a couple bills floating over there. So it's it's just very difficult to say at this point what's going to happen, especially given everything else going on in the economy. Uh, you know, what's what's going to happen with the interest rates? You know, are there going to be additional bank failure? It's just so many questions out there. It's just hard to gauge right now, especially me not being an economist, uh, <laughs> where, where everything is going to go. But, you know, fingers crossed, we've got good hopes and we're going to try and continue to good, do good things over here. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Despite whatever's going on, you know, in the economy and the, in the, you know, crazy markets and all that, you know, we're still in the business of helping people. People still need to have homes no matter what market we're living in. Right. So I think 100 percent. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's important that our work will continue, you know, no matter the state of things, which I think is is always important and, and good to good to note. This episode of The Real View is brought to you by the Ohio Association of Community Colleges. Ohio's network of community colleges provides accessible training that accommodates the busy lifestyles of aspiring real estate professionals at half the price of a traditional university. With convenient locations in every part of the state, 
as well as online options, Ohio's community colleges are your smart choice for pre-licensing education. For more details or to start the journey to a real estate career, visit the education page at ohiorealtors.org and then click on the pre-licensed course locations. And you mentioned the legislature, which is kind of my perfect transition into uh, <laughs> what I want to talk about next is some of the stuff that's happening over at the state house. I know we are in the middle of the state operating budget, and here we were really excited to see that there was a few programs included in the governor's budget um, that we got excited about, and we know I'm sure you all shared that same excitement. So I want to talk about kind of the, these three major programs and maybe then if you want to break them down and go into a little bit more detail, you know, I know just enough to get dangerous on legislative stuff. And I hear, you know, what our government affairs team, you know, shares with us, but I'm sure you know way more in detail about some of these programs and what it means for Ohioans. So there's three kind of priorities that we're, we're really looking at. It's the state low-income housing tax credit program, which I think you mentioned you know, a little bit of, of the work on that in the beginning the single family housing tax credit program, and then the homeownership savings account, which you all mentioned, you know, your work with first time homebuyers and things like that. So would you fill us in on kind of those three programs and priorities uh, coming out of the budget, what they entail and kind of what that means for our industry? Oh, I'd love to. We are so very excited about these. So Governor DeWine, Lieutenant Governor Husted in their in the operating budget. So the operating budget from the state level occurs every two years. And the governor, you know, initiates that entire process by offering a proposed budget. So Governor DeWine in, in the proposed budget offered a, a housing suite. Some of it's on the rental side, some of it's on the single family side. But it's a suite of options that hopefully uh, we can uh, get the legislature as excited about and uh, get those passed in this operating budget. But the first kind of the first major one is this concept of a state low income housing tax credit. You know, I talked about the LIHTC credit from the federal level. So that's, you know, it's where the, the, the IRS gives tax credits to the states. We go, we turn that into cash and we, we you know, we build low income and modern income uh, rental housing units with that. Similar concept, but these are state tax credits. So it's it's where, uh, you know, before with the LIHTC credits, anyone in the country can claim them because they're with the IRS. Here, we're looking for investors within the state of Ohio who have a tax liability with the state of Ohio who, who would like to obtain some type of credit for those tax credit uh, liabilities. And so we would pair this state tax credit with LIHTC projects that have been approved. So applications come in, we award LIHTC credits, uh, and then we'll pair these state tax credits with those LIHTC credits and leverage them against each other in essence. You know, we'll make those dollars go further, we'll produce more rental units, and help to individuals who truly, truly need housing. Um, you know, they have, there's some folks who down are, you know, very low income, 30% of the area median income and, and truly need some help getting into housing. So, so we do some wonderful things with that. It's, the proposal was about $100 million per year over a four year period. And we would award those out in annual increments. Uh, they're claimed over 10 year periods. Wonderful concept there. There's 20, you know, a couple dozen, I think there's 23, 24 other states who have state tax credits uh, that are administered in a very similar way. So Indiana did theirs about a year, year and a half ago, and they were the latest ones. So we're looking to uh, get on that bandwagon and, and get those tax credits created as well. Yeah, it'd be huge. Oh, it'd be, it'd be very huge. We could do a lot of good with it. Yeah. So then there's another concept 
Same thing, state tax credits, but for single family production. So, you know, I talked a lot about our mortgage products, the down payment assistance we do, all that stuff. But we don't really have any programs right now at OFA where we create housing stock, you know, new housing stock or refurbished housing stock. And that's look, you know, that's the concept here where, um, you know, we we'd work with a local government unit, a home builder. Uh, they'd have a finance team. Basically, you'd have a project team that would come in with an application, a concept they want to want to accomplish, and we would then award tax credits to that to that team. They would go out, they would construct, refurbish some properties, and we would award tax credits to fund that. You know, the the example I keep giving to different partners we're meeting with is, you know, let's say we we construct a house at I don't know two two hundred thousand dollars. And once that house is constructed, the market is worth 225, 250. That difference between that 200 and that 225 is what the tax credits would go to fund. We would then sell the house at the constructed price. So if the house costs 200,000 to construct, that's what we'd sell it at. And then the builder would be made whole with those tax credits uh, or the revenue from the tax credits. And so the builder would be made whole. The individual can get an affordable house. And our hope is for the folks who otherwise would not get into home ownership, especially in the environment we have today with higher <laughs> higher home costs, you know, market costs, that we could get those folks in and get them the opportunity to build that wealth we talked about. Yeah. No, that that's, program. Good. No, no, I was just going to say that such, these are such good solutions to, you know, some of the challenges that we see with, you know, some of the, the low inventory and it's just creative new ways to help remove that barrier, which I think was so cool. And go ahead with what were your, your comment. That program is 50 million per year for four years as well. So 200 million total. And what we would do, because, you know, our job is to serve the entire state of Ohio. So we try and make sure that urban, suburban, Appalachian, rural, you know, every dynamic across the entire state is served. So generally what we'll do is we'll set up different pools. We'll take that hundred million I talked about with with the rental side or the $50 million with a single family, and we'll set up pools. We'll allocate that out. We'll carve the pie up and, you know, to different allotments and, and different pools. And then those those entities across the state can come in. And so you don't have, you know, someone like Ironton competing against Cleveland. You know, it's it, we're trying to make sure there's a level playing field. We're getting the resources across the entire state of Ohio and serving those specific areas in ways that will benefit them to the greatest degree. So, yeah. Yeah, no, very cool. I'm very excited about those projects. And like I said, you know, once again, I think it's it's a really good solution. You know, it's a good first step as to solving some of these challenges with inventory. Um, and OK, so the third one, I know this home ownership savings account. This is something that we've worked on at Ohio Realtors, even in just the time that I've been you know, working with us. I know, you know, this is something that's come up time and time again and something that we're really passionate about is this home ownership savings account. So uh, tell us a little bit about that in, um, from from your view on things, you know, why it's going to be really important and a really great option for Ohioans. Yeah. And this this is something that can be partnered with our, our down payment assistance, you know, leveraging, you know, dollars against each other. But in essence, the concept is to save or set up a uh, tax favorable, tax exempt savings account that individuals can put money in towards. They can save up and use that towards uh, down payment, their own down payment. Uh, they could then bring those down payment dollars into us. We would then leverage on top of that our two and a half or five percent down payment assistance and hopefully get them in into a home 
lower mortgage payments over the long term if they're putting more down payment down. So yeah, that's being developed right now. So the treasurer's office, the state treasurer's office and the Ohio Department of Taxation are working through the concept of that right now. It was included in the bill. Don't have a lot of details in the bill itself, but both uh, the treasurer's office and taxation are very excited about the concept. You know, anytime we can we can help folks save without you know taking those taxes out and allowing them to to position themselves for home ownership, I think you know it's a good thing. So, and then there's another program I want to mention that we we didn't have on our list, but there's a uh, line item over at the Department of Development which will, it's basically a grant, and it's one and a half million each of the two years, so three million total, as it was proposed anyway. And uh, that can go towards local governments to help them kind of refine or retool any zoning issues they may have. So let's say they have an antiquated software system, you know, that they issue applications out of, and it it's slow or it's not efficient or they want to retool, they want to bring a consultant in, something like that to retool their entire zoning platform. That's something that's out there right now that that if passed, individual governmental units come in and hopefully improve some of their zoning requirements there locally. So that's something we're also, because you know any of this construction we're talking about, that zoning flows into it. And and we're hoping we can make that as efficient as possible. Yeah, no, that's that's really exciting. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned it. And that was going to be my, my next question too. Are there any other policies or actions that you know, we can take that the state can take to address this housing shortage or, you know, to remove some of those barriers. That was a great example with some of the zoning stuff. Is there anything else out there that you would recommend or or you think would be a good potential idea to bring to the table? Yeah, Allison, obviously those are our big, our big ones. Mm-hmm. We're trying to be innovative like you talked about. We're trying to to fix this demand supply issue in a in as as efficient of ways possible. But so hopefully we can get those things through the the budget, uh, both the House and the Senate uh, for that budget bill. You know, that'll allow us to work with our partners across the state to uh, increase the affordable housing stock. And, you know, that'll provide more opportunities for Ohioans long term and get them into safe, affordable housing. So on the flip side of that, you know, at the local level, I think it's just as important. So the state, we're trying to do everything we can. It's also critical for local communities to include housing as part of their economic development plans, uh, community development plans, those type of things. You know, obviously, we all want Ohio to be the best place to live and work. So we want to make sure all of our workforce has a place to call home. Any ideas you guys have, we're always looking for thoughts, comments. You know, those programs I talked about when we set up the what's called the qualified allocation plans for those. It's where we set up the different pools I talked about, the, the requirements. We always open those up for comment. We look for comment. We thrive on comment. We love to get ideas and and thoughts on anything we're we're about to implement. So as we roll that out, we'd be happy to to reach out to the association, you know, with you guys and and let you know that that's out there and and get your thoughts on on um, how we can most effectively implement those programs. Yeah, I love that. That that's a great idea. I know you know our our realtors have so much experience and they have such a good pulse on where things stand. And I think that would be awesome, you know, to to collaborate more and work together. And we're all in this together. We all working towards the same goal, you know, kind of as I mentioned um, in the beginning. So I think that's awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. And and what's what's in the future? Anything you know that we have to look forward to? Anything that you guys are working on? You know, coming down the pipeline, other than some of the stuff in the budget, which I think is going to be really cool and really important. And like you said, fingers crossed that 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 passes and goes through. But um, anything else uh, from you guys, kind of on the pipeline in the future? What what can we have to look forward to? 
We're actually, we're doing right now a pilot with the city of Zanesville and the CIC out there. They've got some vacant lots and obviously we want to, we want to do good things with those vacant lots. And so we partnered with them to fund 10 construction, you know, to build 10 properties there, single family homes. We did a, a, a zero interest construction loan with them to build those homes. We want to get folks in. So it's it's kind of like the tax credit program I talked about, but without the tax credits. So we're looking for just other ways to try and produce that housing stock outside of, you know, the tax credits I talked about earlier. A lot of positive, you know, interaction with the city and the CIC out there. We've got a builder, I think, lined up out there to build these homes. So they'll be brand new builds, get them in at a great price point, you know, allow the city to leverage those construction dollars with zero interest. And uh, hopefully, again, get folks into home ownership that otherwise would not be able to and and hopefully uh, position them better for their entire life. Yeah. Yeah. No, very cool. I just I love the creativity. And when we all kind of put our hats together, I think we can come up with some really cool solutions to some of these challenges that we're facing. But Sean, this was so fantastic. And thank you again for all the work that you guys do over at OFA and for, you know, helping those individuals get into homes. I know, you know, that's that's our goal and that's what we want to see happen. So thanks for being our partner in that. And thank you for, you know, all the work and the support you do for home ownership in Ohio. It's It's been really great. Well, thanks to you all as well. And, and uh, we're here. Feel free to reach out to us. And uh, we're always happy to have conversations and dialogue. Yeah, absolutely. And share our website, share your website information again, too, for um, anyone listening who wants to find out more. Yes. So it's myohiohome.org. And we have all of our different, all of our different programs on there, all of our different loan products. Uh, you can find the income limitations, you know, for each of the counties, the purchase price limits for each of the counties. We've got our contact information on there. So if you have additional questions, you can reach out to us. And um, again, always happy to talk. So if there are any questions and, uh, you know, John Dewey, as I mentioned, will be making his rounds across the state. So so if you're in need of continuing education credits, uh, keep a lookout for John. He'll be he'll be helping you out. Yeah, I feel like maybe I need to invite John to come on and do an episode of the podcast, too. I think that we would have fun. <laughs> oh, he's great. He's great. You can actually get into the weeds with him. He, he, know, he definitely knows what he's doing. So. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to we'll have to work on that. Um, but, Sean, All thank right. you again. This is so great. I've enjoyed our conversation and enjoyed having you on. And thank you again. It's been a fun. Absolutely. Glad to be here. Thanks for the time. And thanks to all of our listeners for tuning in. We will talk to you guys next week. Thank you for listening to The Real View. That wraps up today's episode. You can keep up with the latest on the podcast at ohiorealtors.org slash The Real View and on Apple or Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Have questions, comments, or suggestions? We want to hear from you email us at podcast at ohiorealtors.org. We'll see you next time.